What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with David Faber, Jim Cramer, all back at post nine. European stocks down a couple percent. It's going to add to the selling pressure here. Futures red. Recession fears continue. Copper, 17-month low, 10-year, 2.8, near Friday's yield as we work our way to Jobs Friday. Our roadmap begins with those recession fears. The euro sliding to a 20-year low against the dollar. Futures do point to a lower open. Plus, energy continues to be a focus. Buffett making a still bigger bet on Occidental. And ExxonMobil hints at what could likely be a record surge in second quarter profits. Jeff Bezos, he slams President Biden for calling on gas stations to lower prices. Let's start with the markets as we're on track for a lower open to start the holiday shortened trading week. Kind of a quirky week. No real corporate earnings, Jim, which means the door is open if you want to pre-announce, I guess. Yeah, I think this is a good chance to do it if you wanted to get out there. Um, Tell you the truth, after what Micron said, and we do have Sanjay Rocha on later, there's just a whole host of companies that aren't going to make the quarter. I do find that, you know, take last night at 7 when the futures were open. They were looking up, looking up nicely. Uh, and then literally every hour after 4, they dropped. Because this Europe, the, uh, the euro is, uh, frankly, catastrophic. I can't believe that the euro, David, the euro is, anybody who sells into Europe and sells into Japan is going to find themselves way short on the estimates. Yeah, the euro drop versus the dollar has been quite significant, uh, certainly since the beginning of the uh, invasion of Ukraine yeah. by Russia. Uh, and they don't have quite as many levers as we, we do potentially as well. At what point do we say, you know what, interest rates, when they go up, was bad. We should start thinking with interest rates going down is good. At what point do we believe they're going to start to go down? They're going down. Oh, you mean the 10-year? Right. Not the Fed. No, I mean, the I mean in the marketplace. Well, I'm saying that as rates, you may, you, maybe you weren't working. I was trying uh, not as to. The, as I the was rate, called as vacation for higher, a reason. Everyone got, you know, very gloomy. Yes. So now we're, we're just going down. The ten, we went from 2.8, Carl, to 3.01 on the 10-year. The market's hold up big. So now we're 2.8, and that's equally as bad. I'm not buying that. I am not buying this reaction. I do think that if you're J-PAL, you suddenly start thinking, geez, did I, did I win? Well, uh, a lot of tweet storms over the weekend. Ackman's one example where oh, market is not just not giving him the room to get done what needs to be done, in Bill's view. What does he have to be done? What are you, what, a depression? I mean, look, I think we're going to get a job number that's bad. I'm looking at companies like, like Freeport, as you mentioned. Stocks are cut in half. I mean, look, I'm looking at our market. It, we're in such an incredible bear market. It's amazing. And don't forget, maybe the most damaging one is crypto, where everybody was all in at the end, 3.3 trillion down to, to uh, 1 trillion. I'm reading the bankruptcy filing of an uh, of this uh, three arrows. David, these three arrows, I mean, it, they had like 50 arrows. They hit yeah. everybody. Uh, there was, as often is the case, 
uh, in this ecosystem, a lot more leverage perhaps than originally so? met the eye. I think many of us might have gathered that would be the case in terms of you know, everything being interconnected, a lot more leverage. Everything uh, was interconnected. Story. But that said, what? it's not bringing down the financial system in any way, shape. No, but it's bring- uh, it, that- Our major financial institutions no, not really in the refused, crypto game. Because they refuse to take it. So I this remember- is sort of its own box. It's not right. insignificant. There's a lot of wealth destruction, but it's not well, but, a crisis. Okay, right. It's not a crisis financially, systemically. But, Carl, a new generation has been blown out again, whether it be with Robin Hood and the nonsense they bought, or whether it be the um, all these, you know, look, I mean, look, you get up and you say to yourself, all right, so um, who went under this weekend? And it's sure enough, there's an alpha called Vault, not Vault. No, Vault. Vault. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they've been offering up to 40 percent. Well, that's a pretty good rate to get, right? Um, 200 well, million yanked come, out. Is that a come hither rate? Come hither, yes. <laughs> and I'm thinking that we had the chairman of the SEC who basically told you, listen, um, kind of like Ackman in the great tweet that he had at the bottom in March of you know, the year of the pandemic, which is like, you know, all hell's being unleashed. You know, don't stay there. And, block, you know, block fee. I was in block fee. I got out of block fee like, you know. Fat out of hell, you know. You Two did, shakes of a lamb's tail, as they say, okay. David. Right. But, but then Sam Bank, Bankman Fried came to the rescue. Yes, he's the J.P. Morgan of crypto. Yes. Yes. Sam, he's the, Sam he's Diamond Fried. I think he's on the hundred. Sam, right? SBF, he's on the twenty. Whatever he's on the twenty. Yeah. I mean, this guy. I mean, look. How many can you bail out? I mean, where and where was the bailout of Vault? Who, it, they, all right, all of which is what? saying what? I mean, I'm saying this is not gener- an insignificant in story. In front of us, it is in front an important of us. Story. We have. 2,000 all over again. It turned out we didn't think so. But we have 2,000 all over again. 600 companies, only a few are going to make it, okay? Only a few. We got more SPACs, by the way, that have uh, well, walked away from their deals. Well, the SPAC market, E-Toro, you're going to get. I remember having get Betsy Cohen on, talking to her, of course. She uh, likes to. That deal is over and done with. Danny Meyer called over and done with your later today. Over and done with Danny Meyer later Or you had to give the 10 back. What? What? Over and done with. You just go off to your separate corners and say no harm, no foul. Well, I'll tell you, nobody has to pay anybody anything. But of course, the time is still uh, the clock so is still click. St- clock is still moving on Do all these. And the money's to get their all. Deals done. I think the money's all in the vault. In the vault. How do you know people aren't trying to get forty percent now? No. Then there's something that worries me. I heard something, and I'm, I'm just going to say it's not true. I heard the Katie Huberty maybe. Ch- transferring coverage for Apple. I, you know, it's funny you say that because um, some notes have been coming in last couple of weeks, not with her name on it. And I said, we got to hear from Katie. Well, who's the who's the new person? That, that would be upsetting to me. Yeah, because Katie is incredibly rigorous. Look, I'm still saying is that hard to find out? Can't we just call her? I, uh, her call numbers her. on the her 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 numbers <laughs> right there. <laughs> I'll call her. You want me to call her? Just call. I'll her. give her a call. Yeah, Here, we'll just no do text. We do it either. now. All right, real reporting. You want me to do it now? You want me to wait to commercial? I wait to commercial instead. You want me to wait to commercial? Want me to call her now? Put the phone number in, and then at commercial okay. you'll dial it. All right, that's, that's good. good. Okay. But your point is that today Morgan Stanley says there's been some app store deceleration. In well, China. that was a very yeah. That's in keeping with the negativity. Even David's much vaunted doc on Exxon. Yes. And then the follow up of Exxon doing better. Yes. And Exxon's going down. It so is. what does that say? It's a financial asset. And financial assets are going down. Your house is going down. Crypto is going down. Bonds are going down. So what's going up? The cost of everything. That's really a great situation. All but right. 
you know, there's possibility that to build, you know, that the the minerals are going to go down. Is that, is that why some of these uh, charts that are analogs to the early 70s are making the rounds? I know. Well, the, the people <laughs> who want the Jimmy Carter year really do think that, I mean, people, they didn't live through Jimmy Carter. Go read the Melez speech, the crisis of confidence speech. Like, well, that was a really, that's a tough year. It was. It was. He was um, saying that we had no belief in ourselves. I mean, I think a lot of people believe in themselves. They believe they're you know, uh, it's funny. Uh, each administration will be blamed for the economy over which it presides, whether there is a lot of responsibility or not. But the one thing that you can do is provide confidence. That's free. Confidence is free. Yeah. And um, I'm right. not sure there's a lot of it being imparted right now. Well, I mean, now look, you have a guy like Jeff Bezos slamming the president. Mm-hmm. And, and you say to yourself, well, one guy led a, the free world, Bezos. <laughs> and, and the other guy's trapped in some sort of terrible gridlock in Washington. Bezos is powerful. President's not powerful. So, I mean, we literally have, we're in an era, it's kind of like when Jay Gould was, was uh, telling Grant that he's got to, you know, buy more gold. Mm-hmm. Remember? Well, do you think, uh, that, I, you I, think I, this generation of entrepreneurs who've built empires uh, in this country can be purveyors of confidence, or did they also benefit from 20 years, 30 years of cheap money? Thank you. No, I Thank think they're purveyors much. of confidence. Yeah, they I think benefited the fact that a Elon... great deal from cheap money. Oh, geez, Sir, Elon not, Musk did no, not, not as much. Not as much as every hedge fund manager out there and no, everybody those, who's managed those assets. And that's why and suddenly is, finds themselves saying, "Whoa, what do I do now?" They're getting hurt in those dune road houses, David. Egypt. They're getting but, hurt. I'm sorry. You make your point because I, I jumped in. No, I'm just saying that that there are business leaders that we actually have confidence in. So I read Bezos and I know Bezos is actually right. Bezos is speaking very rationally after doing a lot of work. He's absolutely right about oil. The president's absolutely wrong about oil, but the president and his party are going to get creamed by oil. So it does not pay to say, hey, you know what? I don't know. Nothing we can do. Yeah. Sorry. You can't shrug your shoulders endlessly like Jimmy Carter did in that cardigan sweater and say, look, there's nothing we can do. So does that set you up for a post midterm bounce? Yes. I just would like it earlier, but we have to have all the numbers cut. We have to have the numbers cut severely in a lot of cases. But we got multiples that are trading down on some names extraordinarily low. I mean, yeah, it's single digits on a lot of companies well, that are still going to have significant earnings. At least we think so. Uh, look, I think that's right. But then in businesses that are not but, technology related. But we started getting the unwinding of the housing market. And so we thought that new homes would continue to be priced well, but we forgot that there are existing homes and they're going down in value. Now, oil, the fact that oil's going down uh, at a time when Ukraine or Russia at war and the fact is, is that China is coming back online is a curiosity to me. Unless you say that the Russians have been able to sell enough oil to India and to, and to China. China that all you have is just a reconfiguration of, of fund flows. Well, that, that does seem to be the case right now, yes, doesn't it? Does. I mean, and unless Yellen's cap plan somehow were to become reality, which seems unlikely, the Yellen, Russians will yep. continue to be able to sell oil because it is a global commodity. Back to the earlier conversation. Right. There's really but not this, that look, much you can do. Oil was up this morning. OK, when I when I got up this morning at an ungodly hour, of course, Actually, I'm on England. You know, I'm on five okay, hours. Might have been so I was up. I was up at every, like Kramer time. This everything morning. was up. Look great. I said, oh, good. Come back to new markets, good market. And now it's like, oh, God, secure the windows. Take away the belts. Give me your shoelaces. Uh, so, how, but, you know, all right, every day we're going to sit here and ask the same question. What is that, like all birds or what something? Are, what are, when is it going to end? 
Mine's well, it's going to end after everybody reports, and we have all the guide downs, and then we take a look and see who's still standing. And then we start getting confidence. We need to have every estimate cut. We need price target cut. We need to have Sanjay Marocha come on and say, you know what? It's a new DRAM and flash market, and it's going higher. And you know what he's going to say? No. The opposite. Yeah, he said it early last week. He's going to come up and talk to us us about it in a second. We're on a show. I'm aware. Moments from now. He didn't say it earlier, but he's going to say it on our show. Sorry. Okay. Makes. I'm glad you told him what to say. Makes so it's a little exclusive, David. It's ex- it's big it is exclusive. exclusive. Thank you. Coming up, an exclusive with Sanjay Marotra of uh, Micron. We'll talk about supply chain and their announcement from last week. Uh, Take a look at futures. Uh, As we said, pretty light calendar on on corporate earnings this week. But we will get FOMC minutes on Wednesday and, of course, the jobs number for June on Friday. We're back in a moment. Hi, I'm Ben Rizzuto, wealth strategist at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of futures. At Janice Henderson, we are committed to helping you invest in a brighter future for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Busy weekend and busy week for the auto business. Ford's out with sales for June. Let's get to Phil LeBeau. Hey, Phil. Carl, the numbers for June for Ford, an increase of 31.5%. Keep in mind, that's in comparison with June of last year. That was the first month where the chip shortage really hit home for Ford. Their sales were down like 27% last year. So we're getting to that period where it's choppy comparisons year over year. Pickup sales up 26.3% for Ford. But what the market's going to be focused on, what's happening with the ramp up in production and deliveries of electric vehicles. In June, Ford's EV sales up 76 percent, totaling 4,353. Nowhere close to where Jim Farley says production and sales will ultimately be. But that's the metric that people will be focused on month after month as we move through the rest of this year. Guys, back to you. Phil, appreciate that. Uh, we'll talk to you again this morning, I have no doubt. Our Phil LeBeau. Wow. There's demand for something. Now, when I speak to Jim Farley, the CEO, I, I think he feels like a many, many CEOs in, in the country, which doesn't really matter what I do. Uh, there's, an, uh, there's a developing sense of it's out of my hands when it comes to the market because there are people who say you do something good. Yeah, but wait till the next quarter. It'll be bad. David, there is this pervasive gloom which just says, even as the number's good, you just wait, partner. 
think that's true. And I think that if you're him or you're a Mary Barra and you're, you're um, presiding over this enormous transformation of your business, you just got to keep going if you're a full believer in it. Right. And, now, and moving right. ahead and you know, know that you have the financial wherewithal to do it, but not really worry about your stock price. Well, I think that Jim Farley's always going to be worried uh, because he's a responsible, terrific CEO, as is Mary Barra, but it's out of their hands. Yeah, it feels a lot better when your stock's 40 rather than 11. Yeah, no doubt. See, this is why he's my partner. This is what it's about. 40 more than 11. I mean, Carl, I can't, I can't top 40 that. 40 is more than 11. Yeah, I, yeah, all I can say is is that the guys from Three Arrows, they may, they may be, this is the first time where you have a minus 10. It could be worth minus 10. We're going to have to borrow money. You're going to have to pay them if you were involved yes, with yes. them in some way? No, I mean, look, let's, just, let's get the gloom here. Let's just get it over with, okay? My take is, you is say that, that every day. It's not going to happen. Well, this is a, this, that's okay, another I'm going to go home. This, I'm going to go home. Investors oh, I'll, I'll are so accustomed to these quick cycles. This may not be one of them, I'm Jim. not saying it's a quick cycle. This I'm saying you have time. to downgrade. This may the, take There's going to be numbers cut. Look, Mark Zuckerberg, he wakes up, and the, he sends a memo, which just is basically... This is the worst of times. This is the worst of times. He kind of, he kind of, you know, puts a twist on Dickens, who was every bit as good as Stephen King. One of the worst downturns might be one of the worst downturns we've seen in recent history. The yeah. worst downturns. Well, not since the Civil War is it's so bad for. Now Zuckerberg hasn't been doing this that long. <laughs> no, no, I know, but he certainly didn't make you feel confident. No, no. Right. Uh, he was around for the financial crisis. He wasn't there for the dot-com bust. I think he surprises you at 11 times earnings. So, okay, let's cut the earnings. So it's going to turn out to be 15 times earnings. All right. It's not like Toll Brothers. Toll Brothers actually could turn out to be nine times earnings. Right. David, if, if Jay Powell came out and had one of those fireside chats, of yes. which he really doesn't have, but let's say no. like Gary Gensler has where he's been going. Yes, that, <laughs> literally by a fireplace. Right behind there. Yes, yeah, that got, fireplace yeah. that's never really As operated. opposed to the chimney that, is, that, that Tesla's talking about. And he money says, furnace. Yeah, money, money furnace. Money furnace, which is very much like the shield when Lem. I hope that's Gensler's office and not his house. I, do, I, I, I don't want to see him in the office. I, it could be a, 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 what we call green screen in the business. It David. could be. All right, so, David. Yes. Uh, um, Jay Powell yes. gives an interview. And what he says is, you know, David? Mm. So let it be David. Oh, yeah, it's going to be me, of course, because yeah. that know, makes a lot of sense. You know, David? Yeah. Uh, a lot I'm of people thought I was late. Mm. A lot of people feel that, you know, I, I, and even I, I agree because he's humble. Even I agreed that I was late, but you know what? Yes, you were late, Mr. Chair. Okay, but what? Don't interrupt me. Sorry. But in November, um, I pivoted, and I've done some pretty tough rate hikes. I'm going to do one more, and then I'm going to just walk away. So what do you think happens? The market goes down. So you think he'll, he, he'll be late from November, but this time he's going to be on time. He's not going to be late on the other side. No, he's not. I mean, if he takes it 70, if he does like the 100 basis points that the shorts all want and the hedge funds, then that's bad because then it says, oh, my, it's going to be much worse. But let's say he does, you know what, we do 50 and then we wait. Well, you know what? Look, you would say, Mr. Chairman, I think you'd address him and you wouldn't call him Jay. I would. You would say, Mr. Chairman, that's a very bullish scenario. Of which he would say, I don't have any comment, but I will tell you that we don't see a need to continue to raise. Uh, so then the 10-year goes to 2.6. Well, right. To your the, point, a lot of the work has already been done, you could say, from that chart right there. Thank you, David Faber, for that excellent interview. You're welcome, yes. Mr. Chair. It's always go, a pleasure to see you. You go back to Guy, Guyana, 
Guyana. Guyana. It's like Zendaya. It's not Zendaya. It's Zendaya. You go back to your helicopter. No, no, here's, and Jay, Jay finishes by saying, you know, I enjoyed that documentary about Chevron. That was very good. <laughs> By the way, they have Chevrons on the road in uh, the UK. Stay two Chevrons apart. Is, uh, that's right, yes. I guess. Yeah, yeah, they stay two right. Chevrons apart. It's a Chevron. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? These for, things you learn. For the cars they are selling. I don't know if you saw UK uh, registrations or were near lowest, lowest since the early 90s. Oh, my. Wow. Got us right back to What's Ford. Happening? Isn't that amazing? What's happening? We did that. We're going to Jim Farley get says. over it. You're going to be fine. We'll get to um, Elon Musk, uh, both the delivery number and that comment about money furnaces. J.P. Morgan's got to take on it today. We'll tell you what they did to their price target. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. Oh. We'll count down to the opening bell uh, in just about nine minutes. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older like a family vacation or starting your dream business welcome to connie's coffee how may i help you aarp's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds that's why the younger you are the more you need aarp start planning today at aarp.org money tools this podcast is supported by fedex dear small and medium businesses No one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture-proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. As Jim said, we did get some decent futures action overnight uh, on reports that there was a virtual call with Yellen and her Chinese counterparts that was, quote, constructive. Lost a lot of ground, though, as Europe opened, and we're going to get our own opening in about six minutes. Uh, We'll talk to Micron CEO about his announcement last week, talk about what earnings season may look like, especially in the chip business. Don't go anywhere. All right, we get started with trading a little uh, less than three minutes from now right here at the New York Stock Exchange and many other places as well. Let's get to a mad dash. Kind of interesting to do HPE prior to talking, uh, as we will soon, exactly. to Sanjay that, Marotra that's from what uh, I wanted Micron. To H- HP Inc. Now, I wanted to do this ahead of Sanjay because what it's about is a, it is a they call it a no-drama downgrade at Evercore, uh, which is HP by the whole. But HP has been one of the better performers of the year ever since they broke the company up. And Enrico Lourdes has done a terrific job, but basically they're just talking about a dramatic shortfall in the number of PC units. Uh, you know, people thought that there might be, uh, you know, 325, 350 million units. It's going to be down to 300 million. David, the buyback they spent a fortune. Now that's going to temper again. That could be what we want here for Sanjay. Right. And then you know, net what, net net, we think PC headwinds could get more severe. I mean, right now we already know they're severe. And what I come back with this, and this doesn't say it. Is this turned out to be a, a pandemic stuff? A lot that's of what enormous amount of demand for PCs right. as people stay at home, upgrading their equipment at home so they could work from home. And now they don't need to any yeah, longer. Up, to. No more upgrades. So, but we but you don't think it's also a reflection of what's going on in the economy more broadly? In terms oh, yeah, of just yes. But I'm just saying that when you look at this, there was a people call it a pull through. I don't regard it that there was a 
uh, over-earned. They mm-hmm. over-earned, so yeah. to speak. And now what you're trying to do is figure out what is a company that may have down earnings worth? And that is really the problem with this market. When I was a hedge fund manager, I never bought a stock that had down earnings because right. you basically were taught down earnings means sell. So you're going to see this company, which is a very good company, see its stock go down. And no one's going to try to stop it. No one's going to get in front of this freight train. Just the way it is. But that's the right. Momentum one way and momentum the other. Right. PC market set to contract. Now, one thing I would say as we were talking near the break is the commodities that go into a PC are going down. Now, the commodities that go into um, the surfactant commodities, the ones that go into uh, to soap and to shampoo are coming down. But then the dollar is going up against all these currencies where you had so smartly uh, diversified from the United States. So I, I struggle to find something positive, and I, and I don't. I want to be constructive, David. I know you but do. But it's very hard to be constructive right now. Uh, Jim's point about currency is huge today. Euro, a uh, 20-year low against the dollar, uh, basically 3% away from parity. Nomura today says look for parity by August. American travel is not something you can necessarily invest in. I, I, I happen to like American Express for all the things they're doing. Uh, theoretically, there can be traveling work. We don't import as much as we used to, other than from China. So let's say you're, uh, let's say you're, you're Kohl's. You import a lot of stuff. But David, does that help against the, the collapse of the Kohl's bid, which happened while you were away? Uh, yes. No. What, what is the question, Jim? Question? Yeah, the question. What was the embedded question there? Um, what I said was that a lot of companies used, used to buy retailers when the dollar was strong oh. because they import a lot. But now we really just import from China, and that doesn't matter because there's, so, there's tariffs and all sorts of other things. So I was saying that doesn't offset the problem. I was trying to give you a little a coals. It was like... I know. Kohl's was down sharply, obviously, late last week on news that that uh, buyout did not materialize or was not actionable. Um, financing was not the issue, as it has been perhaps in some other deals, or at least is becoming a concern given the expense, given the fact that many banks that have stepped up for commitments previously um, are finding that when they are syndicating the loans, they're doing so at significant losses. Here really was more a reflection of potentially, as we might have imagined, Jim, the buyer saying, why would I want to own this thing in a recession? It was no. So, Carl, we're just kind of another non-constructive. Well, uh, we are definitely uh, in here in terms of the indices holding Friday's low uh, of uh, 37.52 by a few points. Yeah, maybe an inside day. Uh, Jim, we'll see. Uh, Oil down. Uh, four bucks. The last time we got below 100, Jim, was back in May, uh, May 11th. And the most recent intraday low, 101 on June 22nd. Uh, it'd be interesting if we got double-digit oil. Well, we're starting to see people come out and say, listen, oil could really come down a lot. It's, now, a lot of these people seem to be bizarre trend followers. I mean, when oil was going up, they were at 150. Now oil breaks down. Uh, the one thing I would say about oil breaking down is be careful uh, it's not like the, it's the supply side's not growing, um, and the demand side in our country and in China could be growing. Well, that's uh, Jeff Curry of Goldman on Squawk Today said that's why they're sticking with 140, I thought, because you I, can't count on a third of Russian production to be there. Look, that guy is not a fair-weather friend. I mean, I think he, he's, shown, uh, he's shown great acumen the whole time we've been putting him on. 
uh, eight, he's the Goldman commodity. Yep. He comes on Squawk Box it, it, a lot. He, yep. he reminds me, look, Mike Wilson was been right. Now, people were so angry at me. They said, do you know that Mike Wilson was negative last year? I said, well, you give me a break. Mike Wilson saved a lot of money. And uh, I think Jeff Curry is going to be right because I just don't see us ramping up supply. And I don't We're know what's going to 12.1 million a day now. That's about as high. It's, the high, it's back to April of 2020 levels. Well, in terms of our production, and we're going higher from here. But yeah, but I'm saying we're back to 2000. We're not, we're not rowing the, at the level that the president wants, or the president would stop this with the strategic petroleum. Still, I still have that question, Jim, as to whether even if we were, would it really bring the price of a global commodity down sharply? It is more fungible than it used to be, but no. And we Look, keep talking about gas. somehow U.S. production, and yet... We produce here and sell abroad. Well, because we don't and have we, refinery we capacity. We still import, right. even though we can refinery. be energy independent. We don't have refinery capacity, as Jeff Bezos would say. It's not really Jeff Bezos. Right. All right. But that's an important conversation that isn't really being well, had that often about refinery capacity. It's not being had because there are about. people who want to say that there's scalping and there's collusion. Right. The is, government doesn't say that there's collusion. It's, no, it's, it's, listen, Exxon lost a lot of money when the price right. of oil was very low, and they are making a great deal of money now. Perhaps as much as $18 billion. A street was counting on $13 billion. Yeah. That's a big number. It's still not Apple earnings. Nowhere near it. So, yes, to to Biden's point about making more money than God, Apple still makes way more. But Exxon is doing very well. Stock reflected that. God doesn't make the playoffs. Tens of the all-star break. We'll see. Mets are 50 and 30. 50 and 30, baby. On track for 100 win season. I knew he was Just saying. And he was going to go there. Yeah. How many strikes did he have? DeGrom have? How many strikes? DeGrom hasn't played yet. No, no, DeGrom. Oh, yeah, he pitched the other DeGrom day. In the, in the, That's in, your kind yeah. of fan, right? <laughs> no, DeGrom hasn't played. Well, well, wait, I mean, like, well, you're in first place. I don't count you know three innings against the, in a minor league team. But he did throw 100 miles an hour about seven times. Yeah, okay. So let's just go right back to the more. No. Thank you. Let's go to the Mets. Yeah, we, let's talk about the Mets some yeah, more we, now. It's Bobby Bonilla. Okay, Bobby Bonilla, Dag. Yeah. I want to talk about By the, the way, possible. People text me on Bobby Bonilla Day. Hey, Cohen tweets about it. <laughs> it's happy like, Bobby Bonilla Day. Couple, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Why, so finally the payoff is done? No, it's well, not. No, it's no, got no, another no, 15 no. years. Oh, well, like okay, that. let's just let's pretend that the market actually can have a reversal today. Okay. And I say that because the gloom is so. I mean, now you start to get to the country club beach gloom, where people like stay away from him. He's a stock guy. I just think that you look. There's very. It's very popular. We're not really oversold yet, uh, and I don't want to. There's not a lot of news this week. And I just don't want to think that we're in the same place as Europe. We're in a much better place. Oh, God, no. Uh, Much better. I mean, Europe today, the German economic minister talking about who gets priority in a nat gas emergency. It's going to be private households, uh, where that leaves BASF and BMW. And and quite frankly, Jim, Tesla, right? Yes. You're going to try to ramp up production. That's going to be very hard to do. And here we have, there's a number of Tesla notes that are, you know, Except sharp. A lot of people want to believe in Tesla the second half, and I don't blame them. Uh, they have, the raw costs are going to be down. That's not bad. Raw costs will be down, but I mean, obviously, they got hit by the Shanghai and overall demand in China. But, but June was the best, David. Of yes. the, let's go to June was the best of yes. the three months, and the right. progression was Things very good. Things keep getting better. At what point do they hit a price wall, though, where it just becomes almost unaffordable for people? They're not, there's. Or not. I don't think so. You don't? No, I don't think so. And the average price of an automobile now is, what, 43000 something like that? A Tesla? No, the oh. average price of any auto, I think, is as high as it's ever been. Tesla's... I paid, 
I paid 32 for my Maverick. For your Maverick? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's fantastic. By the way, uh, J.P. Morgan, on that money furnaces remark that Elon Musk said, uh, they write, no AK was filed in conjunction with that remark, leaving their modeling implications unclear, but we take it at least that they cannot be positive for Q2 consensus EPS. Jim, they trim, their target's 385 on well, Tesla. I find them exhausting. Uh, look, Tesla's still, uh, if you want to know what story comes out best, earliest on, it'd be Tesla if that truck, truck is good. Let's see how Austin looks, but you know, they're still killing it. I mean, we're, here's what, what bothers me again about, look, so rates go down, nobody likes them. China opens up, nobody cares. I, we got to go to Micron to see because Micron might be able to help us here because China really killed them. And okay. that's why we're so lucky that Let's Micron shares, of course, lowered uh, this morning. Uh, and it, there was some really disappointing guidance last week and a warning of a, a weakening consumer demand latest. Actually, I, I have to tell you, the outlook I thought was one of the worst outlooks in a long, long time. But maybe things don't have to be as horrible as they were. Uh, let's go to Sanjay Marotra. Uh, this is exclusively on CBC. Sanjay, would you? Um, I need one line that is positive. I'll take anything. Anything that's positive. Well, Jim, what I'll tell you is that in the face of the weaker consumer demand and a weaker macroeconomic uncertain environment, Micron is taking concrete actions in terms of limiting our supply and accelerating, hopefully, the return to the demand and supply environment sometime in our fiscal year 23. And what I would also okay, say so, is that the long-term so. demand trends, Jim, are healthy. We just delivered a record quarter and we are on our way to deliver a record fiscal year, but certainly near-term headwinds related to consumer demand and inventory adjustments by our customers are impacting our outlook. But the long-term trend of AI, of 5G, of electric vehicles, and of course cloud computing, all of these trends really need more memory, more storage. Okay, so uh, I look at your numbers, you can correct me, but I look at you, Micron is 55% uh, exposed to PC, uh, mobile, and uh, mobile and consumer, which is large, 45 infrastructure. I know you've been moving very quickly, auto data center, comms industrial, I really like. Is there any chance that you can get Micron down to say 40%, which would th therefore make it so that you would, uh, you would re uh, your stock would be a buy right now? You know, Jim, you have noted a good point here that today, nearly 60% of our business, 55 to 60%, is in smartphones and PCs and consumer markets. And by fiscal year 25, we target to actually have more than 60% in uh, high growth markets, such as data center, automotive, industrial applications. And these are all also, many of them are the types of markets that have higher stability in terms of profitability as well. So we are actually well on our way. We are well on our way because we have technology leadership with DRAM and Flash in the industry today. We have accelerating momentum with our product portfolio. Jim, we delivered a more than 50% year-over-year growth in the data center markets for our SSDs, Flash, as well as DRAM. In fact, we had more than 100% growth with our SSD products in data center markets. This just reflects a strong momentum that we are building with the products. So yes, we are extremely focused on shifting our product portfolio to what we call high value solutions, and we are making great progress in that regard. 
I want to be careful. People are buying the stock. I mean, be aware that there are many sellers. And Sunshine, one of the reasons there's so many sellers is people feel that uh, China won't come back. But you and I both know that China was in a very special situation. And it's very possible right now that China is better than it was during most of your quarter. Am I being too optimistic? Well, I'll tell you, Jim, that compared to our earnings call three months ago, we saw, of course, an impact on China customers in terms of overall demand, primarily in smartphone and the PC part of the business there. And compared to three months ago, our outlook for our fiscal fourth quarter, our current quarter, has been lowered due to weakness in China by about 30% reduction in demand reduction in revenue opportunity by Chinese headquartered customers for us. Again, weakness primarily coming from smartphone and PC markets. This has overall impact of approximately 10% on our consolidated revenue for fiscal fourth quarter. So of course, as the COVID lockdowns situations improve in China, and if there is a stimulus in China as well to drive greater consumer demand, then yes, I mean, China markets over time will return. Jim, in our industry, once uh, inventory adjustments begin in a certain part of the segment, such as what is going through in primarily in PC and smartphone at this point, it takes a couple of quarters for those to work through. And we have taken also actions to reduce our supply growth. This helps us with CapEx management because the inventory we will have is highly cost effective that we can use to supply the demand next year. By reducing CapEx, we can reduce our supply growth and yet be able to meet the demand that we project. So sometime in our fiscal year 23, we would expect that the industry demand supply balance will be restored and the industry will get back on the long-term demand trends for DRAM and Flash. Right, uh, Sanjay, it's David. That's an important point, I think. And again, you, you, you man, managed, mentioned some of the things you're doing. You're also using inventory as a buffer to navigate through this period, as you say, of demand weakness. Why is it just past experience that tells you it'll be the middle of next year when things start to balance out? Well, I will tell you that certainly macroeconomic environment is uncertain and it is fast changing. As you know, that it impacts all industries. So clearly, my macroeconomic environment will be a factor. What I'm saying is, in one end market segment, once inventory adjustment begins in our industry, from past experience, it typically takes a couple of quarters for inventory to work through the system and inventories to come down at our customers. And beyond that, of course, the macroeconomic environment will be a factor as well. At this point, I'm sharing with you the best visibility that we have. And of course, we'll continue to work closely with our customers across the end market segments in terms of understanding how macroeconomic environment is playing out their own end market applications. I'll tell you that while we see that PC and smartphone market at this point is going through inventory adjustments for memory and storage, and overall due to consumer demand weakness, we see that the end market demand for data center, for industrial applications, for automotive, as well as for networking continues to be healthy at this point. Sanjay, quick question on the CHIPS Act. Uh, Leader McConnell last week fired a shot across the bow saying it might be in danger if Democrats pursue this partisan reconciliation bill. Is the industry thinking maybe this does not happen? Well, I have to tell you, I would like to ask uh, Democrats and Republicans on the Hill one simple thing. 
we must get this done. We must get this done, otherwise U.S. will fall behind. Foreign governments have been investing for decades, lot of investment, putting in lot of investments into the semiconductor industry. And of course, they have also recently further added to their investments. And we must get CHIPS Act and investment tax credits across the finish line in Washington, D.C. for three primary reasons, I would say. First, semiconductor industry onshore will produce many, many tens of thousands of jobs, high-scale jobs. If CHIPS and investment tax credits that are currently on the plate in Washington, D.C. don't get across the finish line, then these jobs will be going overseas. We need to bring manufacturing back to the U.S. The second thing I would say is that everything today is powered by semiconductors. Semiconductors are the backbone of all industries. And that's why you see CEOs from across all industries, as well as Democratic and Republican state governors are urging the Capitol Hill to pass the CHIPS Act. And third thing I would say is national security considerations. Mission critical infrastructure, whether it is defense systems or it is um, transportation or uh, it is anything related to an energy grid, all of them, everything requires semiconductors. So we need to secure a, a supply chain here onshore to address national security considerations as well. And this is why we need to get chips and investment tax credits across the finish line to make sure that we have a resilient supply chain of semiconductors here in the U.S., adding to the jobs here in the U.S., as well as enabling our economic growth, giving us self-sufficiency in semiconductors, and of course, addressing our national security considerations as well. All right. Now, Sanjay, we know that uh, Micron is part of what we think is supposed to be boom-bust. I was hoping you would change that. Uh, if you had to qual uh, quantify which one of these, qualify and quantify, which one of these downturns is this? Is it 2014, 2020, 2018, 2021? Which is one of those? Because if it's 2014, obviously it's too early to buy. If it's 2021 or 2020, we have to start buying right now. Uh, which would you, having been through all these cycles, would you characterize this most like? What I will tell you, Jamie, is that this is different than the ones in the past because uh, you see it, uh, in the DRAM industry, the industry has really demonstrated capex discipline and supply discipline. And look at us. I mean, we are coming off a record quarter and we have taken immediate action to address our supply growth. This action, this fast of action has not been seen in the industry. So, and there has been evidence that when the capex and supply growth is managed, of course, that provides healthier industry dynamics as well. And Micron is doing its part in being agile in addressing the changing macroeconomic conditions and taking action fast. Other thing I would say is that the markets today are more diverse than in the past. For example, data center, automotive, these are becoming bigger markets. Automotive is an example that it will go twice as fast as the broader memory and storage market in the automotive due to, again, increasingly autonomous features and automobiles becoming data centers on wheels. So that, too, is a different factor than any time in the past. And Micron itself is very different from ever in the past. And that's why we think that this is an attractive time for Micron uh, to buy mm -hmm. more shares. We said in our earnings call 
that last mm -hmm. quarter we returned 1.1 billion dollars in share buyback plus dividends and this quarter given the attractive prices we intend to be more aggressive so jim well, we will return back to healthy demand supply environment because in our industry it's not only about demand it's also about demand and supply environment we are taking actions and long term trends again are secular right. in nature with right. ai 5g data centers and all of them requiring more intelligence from data means more opportunities for memory and storage and micron is well, well San positioned to address those challenges well sanjay you get that up to 6070 we're going to be saying and i know you can for next fiscal year then you're absolutely right this is not this is going to be one of the more shallow and you have to buy. Sanjay Marocha is the CEO of, of Micron. With, frankly, Sanjay, you were much more positive here than you were on the conference call. But I know you're a positive fellow. and you and I get together, we, I tend to make you too positive. But anyway, <laughs> I, I think that that was a very good run through, and I thank you so much. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Great yep. to be on your show today. As we go to break, uh, Dow's down 540 or so. Let's take a look at bonds. Uh, the long bond, 305. Haven't seen a dip below three since the end of May. Uh, as for names, Micron, one of the dozen or so S&P names that are green, only one Dow name is green, and that's Nike, having gotten some of that selling out of the way last week. We'll be right back. If you're just joining us this morning, broad weakness to start this holiday-shortened week. We got the Dow down almost 600. All sectors on the S&P are red, led by materials down three, uh, energy down about two and a half, and at 37.52, we are right at Friday's intraday low, about a half hour into trade here. We're back in a moment. Jim, what's on that tonight? All right, we're going to go over the best and worst for the first half. And obviously, oil dominated. Now we're all looking down. I wouldn't be surprised if oil doesn't find a level, but not today. Not today. Today's just a day of, of despair. <laughs> a little despair. We're nowhere near the May lows. No, <laughs> no, but don't forget. Well, taking this very hard. I, 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 we have a lot of people who watch the, who want the stock market higher, who feel that there's no hope. Hope is not lost. No, crypto hope is lost, believe me. That, that makes Maybe true. more sense. Yeah. That, what's our company called? Vault. Vault. They couldn't get the D? Someone uh, the, copyrighted the D? was the already D. spoken for. Right, someone had to vault. Actually, they knew they weren't going to be a vault. <laughs> We'll see you tonight. Okay, uh, absolutely. I'm not giving up the idea no. of being constructive. No. But Sanjay, Sanjay was saying things are better than they I were. I think the day you give up being constructive, you'll let us day. know. Oh, you'll let us yeah, know. Yeah, I will. It'll be it's retirement day. <laughs> That's this goodbye party. I told you July 20, July 13th was my day. Remember, I said it's good turn. Yes. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern tonight. Dow's down 6:11. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.